Everybody, welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. Uh, Game Cola Podcast number 13, is it? Ooh, that's bad luck. higher than that. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was lower than that. Looks like we don't know what number podcast this is. Anyway, on tonight's podcast, we have... Uh, uh, Colin Greenhouch, uh, exciting writer for Game Cola every now and then. Also works in the video game industry. Nathaniel Hoover. Woo! I'm Mike Ridgeway. I do the Quantum Geek articles here on Game Cola. I'm Paul Franson, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Game Cola. Uh, I'm Michael Gray. I write uh, The Ten Reasons, I write Inside the Guide, I write Carbonated News, and Oh, the Humanity, and pretty much everything else in the history of the world. You don't write Gates of Life. Yeah, that's, yeah, there's a reason for that. It's too good, I know. You can't handle it. Wait, you guys actually, like, write stuff for GameCola? I just, like, have hired monkeys typing out on the keyboard, eventually I pick whatever one looks the best. I, uh, I copy and paste stuff, and then send it to Paul. I have a band you wrote on my article. And I just use the lorem ipsum text, but I just put a picture of, like, ducks or bunny rabbits on it, so everybody's distracted and they don't notice that I'm not actually writing anything. Anyway, today on the Game Cola podcast, today or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, we're talking about E3. There was a big E3 this month, and everybody's going to wrap up what happened, what they like, what was cool, that sort of thing. All right, so here's my take on it. I've been a Nintendo fanboy since I first got my NES back when I was like five years old, and I've always been a little bit behind the times because my family always waited until the price dropped for me to get any of the new consoles, so I've always been a little bit behind the new technology. So E3 has never been something that I've really been like jumping on top of saying, oh, wow, i got to like watch this and see what's going on. But um, I have to say I'm, I'm kind of, first of all, looking forward to a current-gen or next-gen technology um, that is not Nintendo, which is like totally contrary to everything I've been working for all these years. Um, the new motion controller that the uh, PlayStation 3 was showing off, I was actually really impressed by. It's, uh, this is Mike Ridgeway. I, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like the motion control stuff that was exhibited, uh, honestly, I, I kind of feel the gimmicky at this point. I, uh, I, I felt similarly when I picked up the Wii, but the Wii, the Wii has done a great job of it. They kind of they really broke over the pressures of that non-hardcore game of market. But here's the thing, Mike, the, um, the thing that was exciting to me is that they actually acknowledged that these would be motion controls for, yeah, casual gamers, but also non-casual gamers. One of the things that really annoyed me about the Wii at first, yeah, I thought it was gimmicky too, and I looked at it and I'm like, this is catering to an audience who isn't comfortable sitting there playing buttons. And I've um, written on my own blog about some of my complaints about having to, you know, wave my arms around the whole time. But I think part of my uh, problem with the Wii is that it has motion controls, and of the ones that I've actually played now, it's mostly done really well, but I don't think they're using the, the motion controls um, to the fullest of what they could be doing. Like, maybe it's, it's maxing out the Wii technology, but, you know, seeing how you can actually swing a sword around. I mean, some of the things they demoed for the PS3, you can actually swing that sword around all sorts of different angles. Um, you can actually do, uh, looks like better um, painting and drawing than um, the Wii looks like it'll allow right now. 
um, just all sorts of, I mean, real-time strategy games, first-person shooters, um, all things that, that we could do, but it looks like um, just with that, that full range of motion, the total 3D, um, it, it looks like they actually have in mind specific kinds of games that they want to be making with these motion controls, not just saying, oh, here's motion controls, this will be a lot of fun, how do we incorporate this into games that don't necessarily need them? Sure, but what I'm saying here is that, uh, I, I see what you're saying, but I I would rather just you know, be done with, when, when I want to sit down and play a game, I'd rather have, well, I can see it, it's a, it's a game that I like to play, I'd rather not have to worry about that at all. I'd rather, you know, not have to worry about swinging a sword and, you know, whichever direction I want. I just want to play A or B or whatever to swing the sword. I, oh, I agree. don't want to get tired when I play my game. I use my games for life, not to exercise. Oh, I would, I would much rather swing my remote like a sword. I think that's a lot of fun. Has anyone ever really? played a game called Dragon Quest uh, Swords? I think it's called. I have played that. I, I love that. I think it's a lot of fun. I find that much more entertaining and engaging than just pushing the A button to attack, personally. But I think it's, it's for me, it sort of worked okay in that game, and I have a feeling uh, it doesn't work in a lot of other games. You didn't have any trouble dropping your controller when you were swinging it around all the time, did you? Not very any television. I broke my select controller, though. I had a, a plastic sword attachment for my Wiimote, and during the epic boss battle, I was swinging so hard that the... Uh, Plastic attachment snapped in half. Do you uh, do you understand too that it's entirely based on you know how open they are with developers on this too? Like the Wii, um, Nintendo keeps a lot of Wii stuff secret. Like that's why Mario Galaxy looks so good and stuff like that. It's because it's a Mario developed or a Nintendo developed game. Um, whereas I I feel like with uh, Sony and Microsoft, they've already uh, won a lot of developers over. And that if they can give these to these developers that we already know and love, they can do something at least interesting with it, you know? Yeah. That's true. And while, you know, Sony may be more open with their, with their stuff, I honestly don't, I'm honestly not sure about Microsoft. Because Microsoft knows software, and they would, they're looking out for them. Well, I don't know about that. I think Microsoft's been actually really helpful for developers. Um, their uh, dev kits are actually the best in the industry right now, I would say. Oh. Yeah, I know there's a lot of hate for Microsoft, but they're actually really good to developers. And um, uh, personally, with Project Metal, I don't think, I'm not sure how well that will incorporate into games, but even like watching them, you know, flip through the menu on it and, you know, pause and stop movies and stuff like that, it seemed kind of interesting in, in concept. I don't know if I'd pay, you know, a huge price point for it, but. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. Well, you want to talk about Nintendo catering to the hardcore audience? That new Metroid looks amazing. Yeah, I'm actually a little worried. Um, <laughs> I've I've sort of been worried about the Metroid series ever since uh, Hunters came out because it's progressively getting more and more into territory that I'm not sure if I can follow it. Like I, I'm just fine with the platformers, and I was fine with Metroid Prime, um, being a you know like a first-person shooter kind of game. But, you know, when they started doing things with the new controls um, on a system I didn't have at the time, and then when they did it on the Wii, which I also didn't have at the time with motion controls, I'm like, I'm not sure if I, you know, I, I played a little bit of uh, 
it was a Twilight Princess with the motion controls, and my arm was tired after five or ten minutes. I'm like, I don't know if I can keep this up with Metroid. And so now it looks like they're taking it into a slightly different genre and throwing in all sorts of Final Fantasy-esque cutscenes and adding a lot more plot than uh, I'm comfortable with in a Metroid game. So, I don't know, it, it looks really cool, but it looks like it's starting to turn into more and more something that I, I don't recognize. Well, did you play um, Metroid Fusion? Yes. Because I, I, I see this as, you know, an extension of Metroid Fusion. Metroid Fusion is not the only Metroid that had you know, a little bit of dialogue and actually a little bit of a story. Well, that's true. And I'm, I'm not saying that there's no place for story in the Metroid games. I'm just thinking about the story that they had for, you know, Super Metroid was great. The story that they had for uh, Metroid Prime 2, you know, the way they developed it throughout the course of the game was great. And, I mean, I think they handled, I, I just got done playing Metroid Prime 3, and I think they handled the cutscenes and the voice acting and the character interactions pretty well. But, you know, I, a lot of people have complained about the ending and the way that went, and I've just, I sort of have that cemented in my mind as the ending of Metroid Prime 3 is what happens when they really try and do a lot of plot for the Metroid game. And I'm not sure that I want that to continue into the next game. That's fair. Uh, I, I'm personally going to give it to you. I love Metroid. And... I'm looking forward to the Metroid game as well. <laughs> yeah, the, only, the only complaint I'd have is Team Ninja makes your games really hard. So yeah, that's I guess true. that's good for the Metroid series, though. Yeah. Uh, also, just... I just mentioned some of the trailer. They have like the dinosaur. It is like the dinosaur-looking mother brain there, like for a couple seconds, yep. blasting Samus, like at the end of Super Metroid. So I don't know if it's yep. a, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of a remake or, or what of Super Metroid. But either way, I love fighting me dinosaur mother <laughs> I was actually, uh, I was at work when they was doing their press conference, and I'm emailing back to my brother and. Kind of telling me, and I'm like, yeah, Nintendo's talking about how they're screwing over the gamers, uh, they're doing good stuff, uh, you know, I'm getting these little sentence long emails every few minutes, and then I, I start getting one to say, oh my god, new Metroid developed by Team Ninja, Team Ninja, I need to go change my pants. Oh my god, giant dinosaur, mother brain, well, battle. Oh god, it's a Metroid with a story too. Oh god. Oh god, I'm so happy. Oh Nintendo, I love you. Mm -hmm. My brother really, really, really loves the Metroid with story. He's the biggest uh, Metroid fusion fan boy. I think he's got the uh, mother brain boss music like when she starts coming out of the wall and screaming at you. That's one of his ringtones. I think he applies it for ex girlfriends actually. <laughs> yeah, that ring turns off. What else does uh, Nintendo have besides Metroid, though? It's Metroid, um, Super Mario Galaxy 2. We have the new Mario Brothers for. Is that the new? Yeah. New Super new Mario Marvel Brothers Wii. Yeah. Worst name for a video game ever, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna ask if people hated that name, and it's, apparently it's, it's well, true. It was it was stupid when they called the DS game that, and now it's just worse because they used the same name but added Wii to the end of it. You know what? I was actually okay with the DS version because it literally was New Super Mario Brothers. It was like the old Super Mario Brothers, but new. 
you know, sort of but with the, the game modernized. Makes sense in ten years, if they make another Super Mario Brothers game, it will now be the old Super Mario Brothers game. Well, if you Maybe. think about it, with the Super Nintendo, well, they half make, the they games make the had new, new. Super attached to it. If you look at the N64, <laughs> half the games had 64 on the end. So well, I, uh, I like uh, Michael Richaway's idea. They can call it the new, new Super Mario Brothers. That, that, that's great. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I am immune to bad video game titles. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, everything with a 64 on the end and a 64, everything with Super, I mean... Really stupid games now, game games nowadays. They're they're nonsense. Really. I bet all your uh, examples okay. would be Nintendo games too. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I was gonna say the, the biggest example of the game was the Wii. What the heck? What is that? Uh, yeah, remember, remember when it was called the Revolution? That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was yeah. called the yeah. My, my understanding of the Wii was it was supposed to be like we, like we are playing together, and also so that form of yeah, togetherness, and, and also that it was a word that could be pronounced basically in every country, so that you don't have people who don't speak English attempting to pronounce revolution. Anyway, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm amused to that. I'm not. It still annoys me. I would have gone with like Super Mario Brothers Four or something like that. Although that's technically Super Mario World, right? It, well. Calling it Super Mario Brothers 4 is dangerous because that holds it to an incredibly high standard because you've got Mario 1, 2, and 3, which have all been very firmly established, and if you suddenly decide to haphazardly call something 4, it darn well better be good. Yeah, that's very true. I, I would have gone just with Super Mario something else, not just new <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I, I don't Super know Mario exactly. other than Super Mario they 4. Just call it, they could have just called it Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a little better. Well, yeah. then it makes you think that you're playing the original Super Mario Brothers on the Wii. So, all around, yeah. uh, I don't know. What's the deal with the uh, character lineup in that game? Mario, Luigi, and then two random toad creatures. Yeah, no idea. Maybe, maybe it'll be like Super Mario Bros. 2 or something. Yeah, that's what I said, but it's not. Actually, that would be awesome. Yeah, we need, we need more vegetable-tossing side-scrollers, I think. Hey, hey. Don't knock no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not knocking it. Mario Two is one of my favorite games. All right. <laughs> don't no. Don't worry. You might have a problem here. Yeah, they released a piece of fan art and said that's your preview for Zelda Wii. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They Yeah, it's like that doesn't count as a preview. Nice try. I'm not even convinced that's for the next game anyway. That could be for any Zelda game. Yeah. That could just be leftover art from, from Twilight Princess. Oh, what did they do? They had Link Rides a Train, that was fun. Wii Sports Resort, I think that was their other big thing. Oh yeah, there's new, another Wii Fit too. Yeah. Working with Those all should all be fun. I mean, they're not gonna satisfy the hardcore base, but I think they'll be fun. Oh, did they announce the uh, Vitality Sensor too? Did anyone hear about that? Yeah, yeah a little bit. About that. thing that senses uh, your heart rate while you're playing video games somehow impact gameplay like you would use it in a, in a game that's supposed to help you relax, somehow. Or you could do I mean, it in some, like, new Eternal, uh, yeah, what was it, Eternal Darkness sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now that, that would actually be, be kind of cool, if they did something like with Resident Evil or Eternal Darkness or one of the survival horror games. Mm-hmm. So they did, you know, your heart rate uh, in a real part of the game. Okay, um, so I think we're Nintendoed out, unless anybody can think of anything else Nintendo did, so we can move on to, like, 
Sony or Microsoft, both of who did things. Yeah, E3. Uh, who would we like to look at first? Sony. Sony. Alright. Why not? Yeah, well, we, we mentioned their um, motion sensing thing. And just to recap, it's basically they kind of give you a wand. Uh, and actually, you can have a wand in both hands, and it's got like a little light at the end and some buttons. And uh, it, it links up to the eye toy, or like the next generation eye toy, whatever they're going to release. Uh, and, you, you know, the thing captures your, mo your, your movements with these little wands to, to be able to swing swords, throw stuff, uh... So basically, know, everyone, everybody wants to be the Wii now, right? Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's actually, the difference... The difference with this, though, is that it actually is, at least from the looks of it, full 3D, that, you know, you... you wave your wand forward and you actually see your sword moving forward. It's not just well, you wave well, the wand forward and you slash it. attachment later this year that's supposed to help with that, too. The uh, right. Wii Motion like, Plus. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, and the one thing that I actually didn't get to mention before about the, um, the PS3 with the motion controls is that the one reason that I am excited about it, even though, yeah, I do prefer to have a controller in my hands rather than some Wiimote or some motion sensor control, is that it looks like these games, at least the sort of motion control demos that they did, um, we're allowing players to do things that they could never fully do with a regular controller, um, like really good first-person shooter aiming. Like, I can't play Halo or anything like that because I cannot aim with an analog stick. Like, I cannot really? aim with a regular mm -hmm. controller um, at all on, on, a, um, on a console. On a PC, I can aim with my mouse just fine because it's got better precision for me, and I, I don't know. There's something fair, about I'm, it, actually, I'm actually very much like that. Yeah, and um, and even things like the real-time strategy game. I think that's probably going to be a little rocky, but they demoed um, you know, a bunch of tanks on a battlefield, and then you'd wave your wand to circle the units and then draw out the path that you want them to take. Um, I don't know if anybody ever played, I think it was Command and Conquer on the N64. I think that was what they did. But they've had a couple of real-time strategy games for consoles, and uh, from what I remember, uh, they were never executed very well because it was so hard to um, move your cursor yeah. around the screen quickly enough to get everybody. So things like that that, yeah, you can do with a regular controller, but it's so much more effective so that you don't need to memorize wacky button combos um, or do things that the, the console controller isn't really meant for. So that's why I was excited about it. And it looks like that's why it might be a step up for the Wii, uh, from the Wii for hardcore gamers. Instead of just saying, here's a control scheme that you don't need to learn how to use a controller in order to play. You can just wave it around and it works. You know, it looks like there's more of an intent behind this than, than just being open so that you don't need to learn those crazy button combos. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. So what else did they, uh, did Sony do? I forget. Um... Mostly uh, just a bunch of sequels like Bioshock 2, okay. God of War 3, oh, yeah. Gran Turismo 5, and Final Fantasy 14. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you know, all the stuff that looks pretty good, you know. Um, really looking forward to um, uh, God of War 3 and. What was the first one you mentioned, Michael? Bioshock 2. Yes, Bioshock 2. Will be awesome. We'll I'm see about that. I have doubts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. I, I have doubts about Bioshock 2. Yeah. The Shock series it. has been awesome so far. System Shock, System Shock 2, Bioshock. Uh, 
Oh, I have, I have no complaints whatsoever about Bioshock. I, I, t- I talked about this in the last podcast, so I'm, I'm assuming you already know my argument here. So, Actually, no, I haven't had a chance. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm just worried because uh, the lead designer from Bioshock isn't really doesn't have anything to do with this, and I'm concerned that I'm not really sure where the story can go from here, that it would make any sense. Fair. We'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just apprehensive. Uh, I've also I'll tacked mostly... on a crappy multiplayer as well. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Uh, again, for most of these things where the history has been generally pretty good, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Beatles Rock Band. I have a friend who's very excited about that. Yeah. I thought it was kind of lame how um, the Beatles came on stage to promote the game, but they didn't actually sing. It's like, you can't call it a Beatles reunion on stage if they don't sing, you know? Well, you can't really call it a Beatles reunion if you don't have all the Beatles. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But still, I don't like the Beatles, but I still understand how it's a disappointment to have them there and not sing when they're promoting their singing video game. I, I imagine it probably would have been prohibitively expensive to have them even open their mouths and hum. Or oh. rather, you don't, I guess, really open your mouth when you hum, but point stands. Well, I, I gotta think, too, that if the Beatles are gonna have any kind of reunion, they probably don't want to do it at a video game convention. Oh. That, that, that's my theory. Okay, fine. I was wrong. <laughs> I'll just sit in a corner and cry now. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to make you cry. It's okay. I still love you, Michael. Favorite hobby ball. Okay, what else? What else? Anything coming? He has failed to mention anything about uh, the new Trico game. Can't remember the name. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last Guardian, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's like the the sequel to um um. Well, it's like the third in the series with Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Hmm. I, uh, my, my feelings are were pretty well summed up by the Penny Arcade strip on it. Um, where they come out and say, like, listen, everyone knows this game's going to be great. That's not the problem. It's that this game is going to emotionally destroy you at the end. There's only two ways it's going to end. Either the griffin's going to die, or the kid's going to die. I'm, I'm voting for the kid. I'm voting for the griffin. Oh! Griffin looks a lot cooler, though. Yeah, but it, it's more heartbreaking if the Griffin dies at that. I haven't played it. I sort of live under a rock when it comes, like I said, a Nintendo fanboy forever. So it, one of these days a, I might game. eventually get around to, like, PlayStation or, you know, something, playing games. It's a game full of epic boss battles. I liked it, but I thought it was kind of weird that we were just going around murdering these giant things that didn't appear to really be doing anything that bad. Well, see, that's, that's, yeah, but that's the way it is. Scale them in, any scale video them game. Them the head, and they're like, "Oh, that's not very nice of you." Well, I, I think this is one of the. It's a great game because you know it explores the fact that you, you know, most games, you tend to go around just you know killing things, and mm-hmm. you know by the middle part of the game, you just start to get this growing uh, uneasiness in the pit of your stomach. By the end of your game, you're just like, "Oh God, what have I done?" So the kid's what pretty much I... the bad guy in that game. Yeah. yeah. Are you ruining this house? game? For me? <laughs> really? Just, uh, close your ears. The adults are talking. Oh, 
Now, that's, that's not a spoiler. Yeah. That's just my theory on the game. Yeah. Okay, well, you can write it off any way you want, Paul. I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's similar to Bioshock, too. I'll join Michael Gray. Yeah. We can cry Sorry. I was going to say, it's similar to Bioshock in that respect, because Bioshock's a lovely exploration of, you know, they go here, do this, go here, do that. And oh, great. Now you've ruined Bioshock for me, too. No, I never did play that game. What you have? Oh. Alright, well, stop talking then. Jeez. You need to go play these games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I only just got a Wii, like, a few months ago, so I, like I said, I'm really behind the times here. So I'm, I'm catching up, you know, if, if we want to, like, re-record the end of this podcast in another, like, five years or so, um, I, I don't know, might have gotten through, like, Two Rock 64 or something like that. <laughs> I, th- I think you can skip that one if you want. It's alright. Yeah. I think it's probably better for you to skip that one. Okay. Let's talk about the ending of it, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, where you find Turok made, made of chocolate and the dinosaurs are all nougat. Man, that was that was crazy. And Turok's evil. Yeah. Evil chocolate. That's a great band name. That is. The evil chocolate. It'll be the new name for the Beatles, because the Beatles can't reunite, so they're going to call themselves the Evil Chocolate. <laughs> I'd listen to Evil Chocolate. So, tell me about Microsoft, because I really didn't pay like any attention to the Microsoft side of things for E3. Well, you got a project? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I heard vaguely yeah. about that. But wasn't Steven Spielberg involved in that, or am I totally making that up? No, yeah, he, he introduced it, and then he went home. Oh, I see. Well, I know what I'm pretty excited about. Unlockable avatar clothing? That's going to be great. Oh, yay. <laughs> yay, stuff for achievement whores. <laughs> no. It might be cool. I kind of like that I will... Because like, they they're also going to start charging you to buy clothes for your for your little... Uh, your Miis in Xbox. But they're also going to let you unlock it. If like you, you can beat Halo 3 and you can unlock Master Chief's helmet or something to put on your dude. Meh. I don't. I don't think that's Microsoft's biggest announcement from the show. Though that's just the only one I paid attention to. That's mm. just the best one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what else did Microsoft do? They're bringing Facebook and Twitter to Xbox Live. Yay! What? Yay. Yes, Facebook and Twitter are now going to be on your Xbox Live. You can twit. You can Facebook from your Xbox. You can post screenshots, which is kind of cool. Okay, that's worthwhile. I don't. I don't think we need more Twitter. I think we need le- less Twitter. I'm, I'm waiting for Twitter to hurry up and die because it's it's not going to last more than one or two years. Oh come on! What? Why is so much negative hate for Twitter? Because it, it's, it's, it's pointless. Because it's what sucks. do you mean it's pointless? So is blogging. So is no, writing already... game cola. <laughs> it's pointless because. <laughs> okay, fine. Ouch. No, I'm gonna go cry in the corner too. <laughs> well, well, at least saying, I'm blogging or writing thing. an article for Game Cola. I'm not limited to 140 characters. I mean, Twitter is basically for uh, you know people who are like, hey, you know, everyone needs to know what I'm doing every second of every day. And the reality but... is, no, no, we don't. Okay, so people who don't. People who don't use Twitter have the impression that people are just posting, hey, I'm painting my nails right now. Hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Hey, it's not like that. It's entirely like, hey, if you see something cool on the internet, you post a link to it and say, hey, this looks cool, and then it goes out with everybody. 
Because fuck Facebook. <laughs> I mean, Facebook has the Twitter updates and other stuff, too. I yeah. never it's like, it's like an empty Escher painting of, uh, empty Escher painting of, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Um, uh, useless crap about people's lives. Like, I don't need to know these things. I, only, I think, I think Facebook is kind of stupid, too. I have a Facebook account because I need to have one by this point, but honestly, it's just like, pick up the phone. Or, I don't, I don't have your number. Me. I don't have your number, man. Yeah. Well, hey, I will give you my number after this. We will, we will settle that. We'll, we'll right. text. <laughs> it, it's the same but, thing as texting. It's it's r- removing, you know, it's taking away from a phone conversation and and IMing. It's the same thing, essentially. I don't, I don't it's like, like an open I am to everybody. Yeah. See, See, if, 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 uh, if it weren't for the internet, I probably just wouldn't talk to anyone. It's not replacing the phone. It's It's adding something for me. So I just don't, I wouldn't talk to anyone on the phone. Uh, see, I, I, I disagree. I think uh, stuff like Twitter and the internet is actually reducing uh, the, is actually hurting the amount, you know, if you talk to people because you don't get any FaceTime, you, you know, you're, you're content to, you're content to exist in our little world. Uh, and I can, I can point you to some interesting studies, but we will, you know, go on our own. We, we will continue talking about E3 and not, I will not <laughs> talk on. Yeah, I, I, I thought we were on the make fun of Twitter segment. Oh, actually, yeah. yay! <laughs> I'm not a fan of so, Facebook or Twitter either. So yeah. So the Twitter and the Facebook stuff, how people just dismiss it as oh, it's just stupid crap. Microsoft's adding. There are hundreds of thousands of people who are in love with this idea. You know, I mean. Yeah. Just because it's not for you does not mean it's a huge improvement to you know them adding things. And they've also added, you know, Last FM, which, you know, isn't the greatest kind of, like, random music finder player, but it, it's kind of cool. It's, you know, it's like, it works like Pandora, so. Yeah, I know it's popular and it's going to work, but I just don't have an Xbox, that's all. Yeah. I don't know, that's something weird that I am, are... I don't know, but for my carbonated news articles, what it, all it is is just me talking about the news and then bashing the hell out of it. Even the stuff I'm looking forward to, like, I want to see a Zelda Wii or Super Mario Galaxy, but I just insult it for being lame without ever having played the game. I don't know why. It's just That's like... the power of anonymity, Michael Gray. You can say whatever you want, anything negative, and get away with it, because nobody knows who you are, Michael. Yes. That's one of the problems with the internet and Twitter. And that's why the internet sucks. Not Twitter. Not, not Facebook. No, Twitter, Twitter still sucks. <laughs> Alright, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Well, I'm not going to give you guys my Twitter account, so I'm not going to Oh, no. We oh, can't... no, now Colin's going to cry in the corner, too. <laughs> yep. Let's cry. Is there anybody left? No. I think we're all crying in the corner. Yep. About something. I'm, I'm giggling. Over here, so. Yes. You're ejected. <laughs> uh, uh, we are not allowed in the corner anymore. Uh, no. Okay, um... Other stuff. Paul, you said you're excited about the Alan yeah. Wake game? Oh, well, that's not what I'm most excited about. But, uh, oh, I don't know. It okay, looks, I'm sorry. Cool. I'm sorry. No, no, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. We're just going out of order in, in terms of Paul excitement. Uh, whatever. Scale? Scale, yes. Thank you. 
uh, Alan Wake looks cool. It's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a suspensey mystery game where, uh, you play as this best-selling author who has lost both pages from his manuscript and his wife. <laughs> manuscript is coming to life and the whole world's dark and everyone's shooting at him or something. Both pages <laughs> of his manuscript? His manuscript is only two pages long? No, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I think I think he lost several pages from his long manuscript. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't just rewrite them. That'll make a shorter game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You have to do a whole lot to find these pages. Yeah. This is why you need to save your uh, you know story on the computer rather than just write it down <laughs> manually. It's a good idea, right there. Yeah. You Twitter it. Well, that maybe, would take maybe his forever. computer is gone. Maybe they stole his computer and his wife and his manuscript. But how maybe the internet was still on the internet already. This is this plot is getting too intense already. Yeah. Oh well, it okay. did look cool. It looked like a cool game. We'll see anyway, what happens. The thing, the thing to really, to really look forward to is the new Monkey Island game that's coming out, or the new episode. episode yes. I, I am looking forward to those, but I am I am no, there's no apprehension here, Michael Richard. They're three D. No, there no. is apprehension there, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Zero apprehension. The art Wait, style the is not stuff best. On, on the Wii, is, uh, it's going to be three D, and on the PC. Yeah. I know. Well, it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. How, and, uh, what tell happened to Monkey Island when three D? Wait, was it Telltale that's 4. developing this? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, then we're okay. No, yeah, because see, I just played see. through all of Sam and Max season one, and I I um read the uh the review for uh, the Wallace and Gromit mm-hmm. um uh episodic adventures. I'm not thrilled about the whole episodic deal because I actually like to just buy a hard copy. I, I talked about this on a previous podcast. I like to buy a hard copy version of the video game and be done with it, not like wait until all of the episodes are released and then see if they've made a compilation and hope that the compilation like doesn't disappear in a year when I can't you know get it anymore. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, um, I am actually kind of excited because uh, Monkey Island 4 was... Uh, there were parts of it that I liked, but it really wasn't the way to end the series, so I'm happy that there's oh, another really installment. I really like the game itself. It's just like the controls. I was okay with the controls, but some of the uh, the concepts of the plot and a couple of the puzzles just got so far away from what Monkey Island was that mm. it, it looked like it belonged in another game altogether. Yeah. I just thought the controls were bad and the game wasn't very funny. And I was yeah, kind that, of offended, well, that was the I was offended by the visual style too because they like they perfected adventure game graphics with Monkey Island three, and then they just totally regressed. And they, I mean, they're continuing to regress too with all the new ones too, but. I can look past it if they're at least good. I, you know what? I actually didn't mind uh, Michael and Forrest graphics. I mean, I, I, I kind of like Curse, but I, I felt, um, I don't know, one and four for whatever reason sort of had the, the, like quintessential. This is what Monkey Island looks like to me. Styles. Weird. Yeah. I, you know, I, I still would... liked two and three, but they, I don't know, they didn't appeal to me as much for some reason. Very interesting. Huh. I, th- I just like three because I think three also. I, I feel. Personally, that the graphics hold up really well. Oh, they still I, do, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike a lot of games from the same era, this like it still looks like a good game. So, I mean, the gra- graphic-wise. Right. I agree. Uh, Vance just played through all of them before because forward. Yeah, she doesn't have to play forward. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I was yeah, I was really impressed by the graphics of three. Well, I, I guess it's kind of weird that they are they are still doing the 3D stuff with 
five, but they did it with Sam and Max too. Whatever. Well, yeah, and and I think Sam and Max actually worked out pretty well. Um, and it's, I mean, it's in the game. It's in the hands of Telltale, and so far I have absolutely no reason to believe that um, they do anything less than at least honor the games. You know, even well, if the game part, is the, fantastic. Um, you the know, head they, developer for this too was one of the guys, one of the head developers from Book Island One and Two. Oh, cool. Dave Grossman. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. He's one of the head higher ups at uh, Telltale, and he's heading this game. So hopefully, uh, it'll be good. I, I have actually I have zero doubt that this game will be good. Will be bad. Will be good. Wait. Oh God. Yes, we knew it. Paul, you're it's only buying great. it because of the Monkey Island license. It's a licensed game, Paul. That means it's gonna suck. Oh. Uh, stop twisting. EA brings yeah. you Monkey's Island. Yes. And Paul has jinxed the new Monkey's Island. Oh, but come on, everybody loves when George Lucas remakes old material from uh, several decades ago, right? Shut up, shut up, shut up, you're making me remember the latest... Monkey Indiana Island, Jones. special edition. Shut up, best edition. Indiana Jones game, or movie? Uh, shut up, we're not I talking about the best Michael Ridgeway. No, I was I... talking about Star Wars special edition, <laughs> where he, you know... Which is just what they're doing with Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition, is they take the original footage and they're going to slap stuff onto it. But, um... You can, can switch let, you back can and forth. use the old graphics, too. Yeah. You can choose. That's pretty so, cool. But what, I'm, what I really want to know is, are they going to let you use the old graphics plus the new voice acting? Because Ooh. I'm been Ooh. looking forward like crazy to the new voice acting for this, because uh, what's-his-face mm. Dominic uh, Armato is just... Armato, yeah. Arrow. Oh, he's, is he he's coming probably, back? Yeah, he's he's come back. He's doing the remake and the new Monkey Island games. Oh, that's so he's exciting. A, he's apparently a huge Monkey Island fanboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everyone else. Yes. I haven't played Monkey Island, though. Oh. Yeah. I've got the Curse of Monkey Island lying on my floor. It's been lying on my floor for like two weeks. I will Wait, play so it. Wait, you, so you, you've played every single Nancy Drew game. Yes. But you haven't played Monkey Island 3 yet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm going to get to it eventually. Okay, isn't it time for Nathaniel to go away and do stuff? Jeez, it's like every time I show up anywhere, that's like something anybody in inevitably says. It's like, isn't it time for Nathaniel to go? <laughs> I love you too, guys. <laughs> I, I'm calling this corner to myself. You can all go away. Well, I'm no, I'm just calling that because I don't want this podcast <laughs> to be too long. Because you want him to leave. Yeah, we know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Michael Grace, kind of a jerk. I'm out of here. I'm Nathaniel Hoover, and uh, in case you haven't read it yet this month, uh, go check out Flash Flood in my latest review that is not a Mega Man review. Wah! See you later, guys. Okay. Yeah. Bye. I think you might talk about E3 because... Uh, well, I, I wanted to mention uh, Brutal Legend, which I'm very much looking forward to playing despite people, you know, knocking on Jack Black. But hey, By another remote cast kind of alone life. right there, Tim Schafer. Yeah. Well, looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to Overlord 2. I enjoyed the first game. Not the best game ever, but it's fun. Uh, I like controlling my evil minions. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else do we have? Lego Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, right? that's going to suck. Everyone's looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's not real, is yeah. it? It's real. Paul, I hate to tell you, that game is not going to be very good. <laughs> Are you kidding <laughs> Have you played Lego Star Wars? No. It's it was Game Cola's game of the year for two thousand six. All right. What other games came out in two thousand six? 
there's a Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, I'll oh, well, I think I think Barbie Horse Adventure came out that year, and somehow uh, it didn't win. That's a shame. I don't Tell like you, the Lego, Lego Star Wars was great. Anyway. Lego Harry Potter will be great. That's the only way you can make good licensed games is by turning them into Legos. Uh, whatever. I played Lego Indiana Jones. I'm like, meh, lame. I, I'm looking forward to Lego Nancy Drew. I'll play that when it comes out. Oh, ouch. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Ooh, ooh. Ouch. <laughs> well, you want to play that up a little bit? If that game existed, would you do your video walkthrough for it? No. Well, at least Lego okay. Harry Potter just goes to year four. They're, they're ending it there. Which I think is a good decision. I try to avoid Harry Potter. Because year five is when okay. he gets emo. Oh yeah, that's the one where like the whole book is just Harry shouting at everyone. Yeah, the fans like to call him all caps Harry when he's basically shouting and trying to get rid of his wizard angst. Well, maybe they'll just skip that and do the next Lego Harry Potter, which will just be book six and seven. Aw, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Let's move on. Nobody's excited about Lego Harry Potter yes, besides Paul. we are Paul. all excited. It's going to be game of the year when it comes out. Just like uh, Lego Star Wars. No. Yeah. Well, like I said, Paul's excited because it's perfect for his maturity level. Paul, if that gets game of the year, I will ruin game Cola with my anger. Well, that wouldn't be very nice. No. Okay, what else is coming out? We've got uh, doo -doo -doo. Professor... Or Professor Layton too, so we'll have more trouble in the Ridgeway Vanjie or not? No, the Ridgeway slash Rich House, which I call the yeah. Richway House for short. Um, a lot of people do. Yeah, that's kind of an obvious joke. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be ignored for a week. Yeah, it'll it'll be my comeuppance for ignoring her for weeks, months, weeks, as I do when I'm playing a game. Yeah, I don't. Lizzo wants to get that game, but she feels like she can't because she played the first one, but she's still missing one puzzle somewhere in the game, so she has yeah. to get that. Move on to the next one. Oh, she should talk to Vanjie then. Vanjie's got all. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she was pretty, pretty into that game. What else? Perfect Dark. Yeah, they're, like, they're putting on an Xbox Live. Yeah. Uh, whatever. It's gonna be awesome. I know, but. I've never played it. I don't know how it got on the list of games to write about. It's a beauty that is Perfect Dark. Mm-hmm. I was a little more excited about it, but then uh, Captain Eric and I played GoldenEye yesterday, and now oh, I'm not no. excited anymore. Because it wasn't as much fun as it was in 1996. Yeah. Did you, were you doing the single player, or were you doing... No, we were doing uh, multiplayer. And I killed well, him like 20 times for his three times he killed me. It was great. Well, obviously, you weren't playing it right, because that game is awesome, and it always will be. Well, it was awesome in 1996, but, you know. Well, I think I should play you sometime, because uh, I would totally kill you sometime. When it comes out on Xbox Live. Oh, is it? I, I don't have an Xbox. Well, I don't know. Uh, just a random question. The virtual console games, they're not uh, online, are they? No. Xbox Live, they are. Okay, so Xbox Live is cooler. Gotcha. And you get achievement points. God, yeah, and you can unlock stuff to put on your Xbox Live tune. And then it's cool. No yes. Paul's on the same page as me. He likes it. <laughs> I love that stuff. Are you kidding me? I don't want to pay money for it, but I like doing it. Like, why even play video games if you're not going to get achievement points anymore? 
See, I have, a, I have a PS3 because it's a freaking a video 360. game. And I won't buy games without trophy points in them because that's just wrong. It's ridiculous. What's the point? Not want achievements. You're, you're not you're not being productive if you're not doing it that way. Exactly. How do you show off to people how good you are at games without numbers? Exactly. It's the best. I've been recently playing uh, Fight Night 3 for Xbox 360 because um, there, there are certain matches. If you just win that one fight, you get like 150 gamer points. It's fantastic. I borrowed a match. The game's it. terrible. The game is just atrocious, but you need those gamer points, so you got to yes. keep playing it. So you don't play games for entertainment anymore. You play games for to, to, to maintain your ravages. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta you go out and you buy bargain bin games that are just terrible for like nine dollars, and then you just get as many gamer points as you can in them. Yeah. Hmm. That's the game. It's a whole Microsoft game where you gotta get the most. It's like it's a meta game above every other game. It's and amazing. Whoever whoever has the most points is the most worthwhile person. So it's cool. Ever. Yeah. Do we know who the person is with the most points? It's actually not me. I don't think. Oh, then I guess we really shouldn't listen to your opinion then, Paul. <laughs> How many gamer points do you have, Michael? So why do you even play video games? Uh, mostly I have too much free time. Okay, so anything else to talk about, or are we going to wrap up the podcast here? Um, I can't think of too many other things, you know, these three to uh, talk about. Um, Left for Dead 2. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Is anyone else here a PC gamer? No. Alright. I'm very annoyed at the PC gamers and their community that they've established about Left 4 Dead 2. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know about like the boycott that they are proposing and stuff. Yeah, I mentioned it. They're mad because they haven't finished all the updates to the first Left 4 Dead game. Right? Uh, something, uh, like, something like that? Essentially. So, if, if you're a PC gamer and you're in love with Valve because they treat their the consumers right. Um, you're very spoiled on TF2 updates, which add, you know, content. Uh, essentially, they have very small amounts of content and a very large gap. So you'll get maybe like two new weapons every couple months. Um, and then the rest is all, you know, uh, like mechanic tweaks. So it's basically just script changes. And then you'll get like a level that maybe it's usually like a player-made level that's just really popular, and they actually like implement it into the full game. So you get a lot of free, quote-unquote, stuff, updates for TF2, and I guess everyone expected that out of Left 4 Dead. And so now that they have announced Left 4 Dead 2, they everyone's just going ape shit about, like, where are all the updates? And they're upset that Left 4 Dead 2 isn't downloadable content, so it's not just like Left 4 Dead Part 2 or something though it is, so I don't know why people are upset. So they're initiating this, like, boycott over... First of all, they don't know how much it's going to cost. So if it's, like, 20 bucks or 15 bucks, that's a pretty good price, and a pretty much downloadable content price, in my opinion. That's how much that they don't... one should have cost. Well, I, I kind of agree with you there, um, based on I the know, I, don't, I don't know what your experience was, but uh, Eric and I beat it in, like, four hours. The right, mode, but the, the... Not the campaign mode. Yeah. Well, I mean, you beat all four or six campaigns, or is it four? Four. It's four. But, I mean, did you play multiplayer, like, versus? We, well, yeah, but I, I didn't really like it. I, don't, I wrote about it right. in G-Readers before. I was, I was annoyed how uh, the multiplayer, like, the, the versus mode was basically the same thing as campaign mode, except that 50% of the time you got to do something cool and beat a zombie, 
and the other 50% <laughs> of the time, you're just doing the same exact thing you did in campaign mode. I thought that right. was kind of cheesy. Yeah. So I, felt, um, I personally felt very ripped off that I paid $50 for that game. Well, did you get it on... Did you get it for the PC, or did you get it for the 360? The 360. I think if you were buying Valve games for the 360... They, they can't get updates to you. Like, people who bought TF2 and Orange Box for the 360 aren't getting any of the free updates. Because Microsoft does not want to put free things up on the store that's, like, actual content. So, they have to you fight with Microsoft. The, the PC version? No. But, See? actually, yes, yeah, you do. Yeah. There are achievements on uh, Valve's Steam system. And you use the achievements to unlock the weapons that are free with the updates. Hmm. So... It's actually a system of accomplishment that's, I think, worth more while than gamer points, surprisingly. Ooh. Whoa. But, but, uh. That's crazy. No, right? But, uh. I, yeah, I think if you're doing it on the 360, you're doing it wrong. Because Valve cannot help you very much. And that's why I think people are mad, because they. I think it was only 40 bucks on the PC as well. If you bought it online, I, think, so. I think it was 60 when it came out on the 360, but I, I got it on eBay used. <laughs> I still felt hugely ripped off. So yeah, I don't think it, it worked well on the 360, unfortunately. I mean, it was a really fun game. I loved the I loved the campaign mode for the four hours I was playing it. I just need a little more than that if I'm paying full price for it. Like it, it would have been a great Xbox Live Arcade game. <laughs> it would have been the best one, but as a full price game, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from in that sense. Um... But I, I, I mean, part of that's just because I really didn't like the uh, the versus mode at all. I'm sure if I was like really getting into that stuff, I probably would have been much happier. Yeah. Um, I just think it's stupid that people will like get all butt hurt and like, oh hey, let's have a boycott, but you don't even know anything about the game. All you know is that there's a new level and there are new characters and that there are are chainsaws, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I would I would pay twenty dollars yeah. for that. I'm, I'm I'm personally not offended that they're making a second game. Don't they just pirate all PC games anyway? <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, so, you know. Oh, any, anything yeah. else from E3? Uh, we can talk about Monkey Island more, because I'm still really psyched about that. Anything else? Uh, I mean, we're running over an hour here, so we're going to Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else to do. Well, last time we went for like two hours when we were recording it uh, last month. Yeah, but that was just basically that me was... talking. Marianne playing with the puppies, and... I forget what Paul did. I don't think I did anything. You did something. You talked a lot. You, you got mad when I insulted Ender's game. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a really stupid thing for you to do. Of course I said something then. Oh, okay. Why would you read Ender's game? Do you get achievement points for that? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I, now I, with the Kindle, right? You get the achievement points? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You're right, you're right. I should stop reading. Mm -hmm. You get achievements for doing... You can You can make your own achievements for stuff, like read oh. to... You can make read to, like, chapters achievements, but then you could make, like, kill a man while reading the yeah. Ender's Game gets you more <laughs> achievement points. Or, like... That is a fantastic idea. We should, need real we should life set up some life points. goals. That should be a segment on Game Cola, is, like, made-up achievement points for everyday, like, acts. <laughs> It'd be like a game. You could just print out a little sheet. Yeah. Yeah. You could, like, send it in at the end of the month or whatever. And we, and we can and see who has the most achievement points for life. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, everybody, this has been the Game Cola podcast on E3. That's us for tonight. I'm Michael Gray. I'm Paul. I'm, I'm Eric. I'm Colin. <laughs> and this is Mike Ridgeway. Okay, see you all next time, everybody. Did you say what I think you just said my hat looks good on me? the Game Cola podcast recorded in June 2009 brought to you by GameCola.net GameCola.net video game humor the podcast participants were Paul Franzen Eric Regan, Michael Gray Colin Greenhall, Nathaniel Hoover and Michael Ridgway recorded and edited by Michael Gray the music you heard was The Captain from They Might Be Giants their CD The Else for more podcasts please visit GameCola.net